Okay. <laughs> he says he'll edit it out. How much Whoops. do we trust that? So usually when we oh, start the, when we start the podcast is usually us rambling for a little bit and then Brent says, Welcome to Dude Art Nerds. Such a phase of the sexy. Comic books, like the way you look, like the way you always mess with your hair. Playing PS3, it's just you and me in my dreams, and I want to go to bed. I like you, I like you, I like the way you're ignoring me. I like you, I like you. Okay, welcome everybody to another episode of True North Nerds. <laughs> this Are we is a, to cheer? Yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> now you've no doubt noticed that uh, this is not the usual crowd. It's Jen. I've taken over. We've kicked the boys out and I've invited three of my very good friends over to have an all-female True North Nerds experience. So I would just not check the trunk of the car. <laughs> what for for ryan and kevin and brent yeah that's fair they may or may not be in the trunk of somebody's car <laughs> already the podcast has taken a dark turn <laughs> see this is the problem you're just not supposed to announce your evil plans okay let me introduce you guys so around the table we have karina hello we have tracy hi and we have serena hi everyone <laughs> So today we're going to be talking a bit about how we as women got into fandom and pop culture and how maybe how our experience kind of differs from the guys. We'll see where the conversation goes. Um, So yeah, does anybody want to start about, uh, well, yeah, and again, we're not doing like the news and stuff because Ryan's not here. So this is a special episode. (laughs) So does anybody want to start about how they got into uh, fandom and nerddom? Well, I'll start. Not that it's a competition, but I have known Genevieve the longest, so (laughs) not that it's a competition. Um, Yeah, so I'm Karina. I know I've come up on the podcast sometimes. I think you all have. Yeah, I love when that comes up. And there's times where I'm just literally like shouting at my iPhone when I'm listening to it. And I'm like, no, this is the answer. This is what it was. Um, Anyways, yeah, so I've known Genevieve for 25 years now. Yeah. And I was definitely a nerd before I met her. And sometimes I question my nerddom. And then I remember that I named my child after Star Trek. And I feel (laughs) like I'm just like pretty solidified with that life choice. And I can't imagine anything. And fun fact, Genevieve actually named him. I did. Yeah, by accident. Yeah, it was a joke name. And then you were like, actually, I like that. So it stuck. Yeah. It's an awesome name. Yeah, I love it. And we had gone back and forth, so it was perfect. So uh, just in case, you know, spoiler here, it hasn't come up before. My little guy's name is Riker. And he, of course, did have the opportunity to meet Jonathan Frakes. And I really enjoyed it as well, too, because Star Trek The Next Generation started when I was about seven. And I grew up watching it. And I think it's a little funny that my kid is named Riker because I've always been more of a Picard girl. But I will say meeting Jonathan Frakes, his blue eyes were dreamy. <laughs> and oh. I'm sure your Riker will have dreamy blue eyes too. He and does. Yeah. He does. I mean, it's quite appropriate. <laughs> we knew he was going to be blue-eyed because my husband and I both are. And uh, yeah, his eyes are, yeah, I'm just a little mesmerized by them. So his future uh, partner is, I'm pretty sure, going to be pretty happy there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Tracy, you want to do a little introduction? Um, okay, so yeah, my name is Tracy, and I, I don't know, how did I get into nerddom? So I think that 
any show that you kind of watched when you were a kid, as you get older, if you still appreciate those things about them, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you slowly just grow into becoming a nerd. Yeah, I think so too. So I think anyone who feels like a love for things that they loved as a child, you just automatically become one. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So and it's it's like sneaks up on you. So does that mean if you have a child, you're going to name them Michelangelo? I think probably Raphael. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but yet you have turtles and you didn't name, or you have tortoises and you didn't name any of them after the Ninja Turtles. Because I wanted them all to be brothers. So what I'm, I'm hoping, so I have tortoises that will hopefully have baby tortoises and then the brothers will be the Ninja uh, Tortoises. Do you want a rat? No, but I guess I'd have to get one. So basically what you're telling Genevieve is that she has birthday gift ideas now. You can get like a plastic rat. Yeah, I don't know if I'd actually want like a real rat, but mice are kind of cute. <laughs> All right, Serena, how about a little intro about you? <clears throat> All right, so I'm Serena. Um, I got into fandom because in grade six, I was had a huge crush on a boy, and he was really into X-Men, and he watched the X-Men cartoon, so I started watching the X-Men cartoon, and yeah, it gave me something to talk to him about. Of course, it didn't work out the way, you know, grade six romances don't. I slowly moved on to somebody else. But, you know, for that brief week or so, it's all about that guy. It was Who's his old. favorite X-Men? Because I feel like that would factor into it. Yeah. Um, he, he liked Wolverine, but I ended up really associating with Rogue. So, you know. That, that's cool. I liked you. Rogue is the best. Yeah, she is. Rogue is pretty I mean, awesome. So he was pretty basic that he liked Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, everybody, that's like it's the generic, a, if you like an X-Men, your generic choice is always Wolverine. Yeah. Is it though? Or is that because of the X-Men movies? Because, like, really, to me, like, growing up, I was like, Wolverine, yeah, sure, he's got the attitude, whatever, but then, like, Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If someone told me they like Cyclops, like, I just couldn't go there. Yeah. Movie Cyclops, well, actually, movie Cyclops and uh, 90s X-Men Cyclops are both kind of, like... He's always a putz. Yeah, he's a putz. It's like, I feel bad for James Marsden. He just has this whole career of just playing putzes all the time that just get left for other men. Yeah. But that's I, true. I'm wondering if that's like what he's going for. He's like, this is my characterization. I'm really good at playing putzes. <laughs> Anybody can be the like studly, manly, nerdy type. I want to be the putz. <laughs> I, I actually, I think that's probably yeah. how I got into comics too. Was through the '90s X-Men cartoon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was good, or at least I thought it was good back then. I haven't watched it since. Has anybody here watched? it? I think since? it's on no. Netflix, or it was. I was always really party? into the um, the '90s Batman. Oh, that yeah, was that like was good that too. was really good. Yeah, oh gosh, and yeah. like super dark. Yeah, for a cartoon. For I think a kid's that cartoon. Yeah, I feel like there was a link there with Star Trek: The Next Generation that some of the cast were on that too. Probably, no, they were for gargoyles, gargoyles for sure. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like there was a crossover because gargoyles was when Batman was super popular for that '90s yeah. cartoon. I yeah, no, I really liked Batman the animated series too. Yeah. So, but it was there any kind of like. What was the first fandom that you guys got into that like was almost like consuming? Oh, Sailor, Sailor Moon. Moon. Yeah, 100%. Sailor Moon yeah. for me too. I mean, it was I was there for Genevieve for that whole process. Yeah, it's a little embarrassing. We will not go into details. Oh yes, we will. No, go into details. No, please, please. don't. You don't have <laughs> those do books. Do you? I do still have those books. Oh my gosh! Please tell me that you don't have them out to read from them. I don't. don't. Okay, thank goodness. Okay, we can we talk. Did, about we could pause right. the podcast and I can go find them. No, no, we're not going <laughs> to do that. It's. I'll just say it because I'm so embarrassed by it. So we had, and we were in high school. We yeah, had, this isn't even like us in elementary school. We were in like grade 
grade what, nine? Oh, like grade nine or ten. Grade like, nine or grade ten. Yeah. yeah it's, we, um, <laughs> Tracy is giving us the side eye right now. So we had <laughs> books that we would write as the Sailor Moon characters in to each other during class because, you know, we're not the youngest spring chickens. And we had specific color pens that we would write in as the Sailor characters to each other. But we each had one specific character. Yeah. So who are your characters? I was Sailor Moon. I was Sailor Mercury. Yeah. Oh, okay. So when I used to pretend that I was one of the Sailor Scouts when I was eight, I was definitely Sailor Mercury too. <laughs> no, really, I would have thought you would be more of a Sailor Mars. <laughs> Just for the record, I it's think... not our fault that Sailor Moon didn't come out until we were in high school. No, I totally yeah. did that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, have you seen my Sailor Moon collection? I am still obsessed. Mm-hmm. I think I like grew up into being a bitch. I wasn't one when I was eight. Oh, okay. See, I just... Are you sure you weren't into Sailor Mars then? No, like when I was a kid, I wasn't. Yeah. I think I grew up to be Sailor Mars though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you did. (laughs) Yeah. Or Sailor Uranus if you made it that far. She's kind of bitchy too. Yeah. And more tomboyish. For sure. Like, I really like... I really like her style. Mm -hmm. Me too. It was the nice thing about getting into Sailor Moon as a teenager is that, well, you could... You were old enough so that you could watch the dub, which was awful, but you could also find the subtitled versions because the internet was shiny and new. Mm-hmm. So I managed to track down all of the subtitled versions and I still have them on CD-ROM in the basement and uh, see the stuff that was only released in, in Japan, which was really cool. And that is now just being released uh, with Sailor Moon Crystal. They're actually finally releasing Sailor Moon Stars like for the first time ever. So that's kind of exciting. So I think we forgot, though, the book was not the most embarrassing thing, nor was the fact that we did dress up as Sailor Scouts for Halloween as a complete team at the time. Oh, yeah, that was fun. I think the most embarrassing thing was when we tried to make Sailor Moon Barbie dolls. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. That sounds pretty extreme, but also... Oh, my God, no, wait, it gets worse. We had a lot of money. We were teenagers. We had no money. We had no talent. We didn't know how to sew. And the dolls were very hard to find, and they weren't great that first line. Yeah. So, okay, but we didn't know how to and sew. The really not great dolls from the first line. Yeah. 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 I think the important thing is that we weren't crafty at the time. So we tried to, you know how they have like the the leotard bodices? Yep. We tried to put it on with nail polish. Should we? Have you ever Should we say what these Barbies ended up being? No. No. We'll tell you guys later. No. Have you ever seen like those um, low cost cosplay? memes online yeah that kind of reminds me of that where they like paint these weren't that good no no the low-cost cosplays are really funny online i still remember our halloween costumes because again we tried to make those out of stuff we found at value village too bad i i I remember skirt our, our friend who was sailor mars we couldn't find uh red material for the front bow yeah so she used a scarf and it was really heavy and just pulled the front of her shirt yeah, down. Yeah, it didn't help that she had, like, super cleavage. Yeah. Yeah. The boys yeah. didn't No. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Sailor Moon is definitely a fandom that I'm still 100% into. I have all of the, the figure art uh, statues. Um, I'm buying the new... Uh, I got to buy more of the new anime. Uh, I have all of the re-release of the manga. I, like, I've, I'm more hardcore than you guys, I know, because I spend yeah. a lot of my money on this crap. And... Uh, <laughs> kind of segued into Buffy by the end of high school. Yeah. To the point that I had so many Sarah Michelle Gellar pictures up in my dorm room that people were like, is she into girls? It's like, no, she just really likes Sarah Michelle Gellar. And you used to be, you, you can still identify what year a photo is based on whether your haircut is based on Friends or Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yes. 
Yeah. Absolutely. So if you I show never- Karina a picture of herself when she was younger, she can be like, oh, that's when I had the hairstyle based on Buffy. So that must mean that it's this year. Yeah. It's and very like, impressive. like went out and bought clothes. We're like, oh, this looks like something Buffy would wear and would buy it. And mm-hmm. Cordelia as well, too. But Cordelia was, you know, the one in my price range. So. Yeah. And I definitely was into Buffy as well because, you know, we were friends. We got into the same kind of thing. And it was awesome. Thank and you, it was Sweden. fantastic. Oh, so good. So good. So I was not, I am not a Sailor Moon fan. And it's because my name is Serena. Oh, that's so unfortunate. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. you either are, like, a super fan because of that, or just, like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe, like, the portrayal of Sailor, you know, Sailor Moon being all, like, klutzy and eating, like, it felt a little too close it's to home. It's too close to home, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally too close to home. And I was like, okay, no. <laughs> no. But Buffy. Yeah. If, if yeah, your hair was Buffy. blonde, you totally just would have been Sailor Moon. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But uh, Buffy was my show. Buffy was the show that I was like, this. I remember like being in high school, like you guys were, and like a commercial would come on and you'd be like, running to get your chips and your oh drink and you'd have to be like your friend would be like show's on and you'd be like dashing yeah. and diving over the couch just to get back in time because you didn't want to miss anything kids these days don't know that hardship no. yeah no you would just run so quickly back from the bathroom the snack dash or the, yes. or the snack yes. dash is like yeah. you just hold it or you just hold it yeah yeah as but, long as I got to see my Buffy, I was good. Yeah. Or like, or like you'd be on the phone talking to your friend and you wouldn't be talking because you'd be watching the show and then during the commercial break, you'd be fitting it all in. Yeah. You'd be like, oh my God, that was so awesome. And then you talk about it all commercial. Yeah. 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 I have to say the Valentine's podcast was a little sad when you started talking, Genevieve, about the um, relationships on Buffy and how they were all just really bad and was like, ooh, this kind of put a damper on part of my teenage years. Well, you know what? So I listened to a podcast called Sailor Business mm-hmm. and it's, they have been re-watching all every single episode of the 1992 Sailor Moon, the classic one. And they did the same thing. They Because I was like, you know, Serena, I'll use the, yeah. the dub names, like Ser- Serena and, and Darian. I was always, I didn't think that that was a bad relationship. And I was like, oh, so sweet. They're mm. destined moon lovers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but oh my God, the stuff that they make you realize as an adult by re-watching these shows yeah. You're just mm-hmm. like, well, that was a toxic when, relationship. When you're a 16-year-old girl, you don't think there's anything wrong about a teenage girl dating a guy in his late 20s. But then you get to be in your late 20s, 30s plus and realize, ooh, yeah, that, what w- that actually means. That's the the, the big joke in, in the Sailor Business podcast was that <clears throat> uh, Serena is 14 mm-hmm. and Darian is in college. Yeah, like, yeah, that's now in the actual Japanese, he's in high school, like, he's in the but end of high school, still... so he's probably 18, which is still creepy, which is yeah. still creepy for 14 and 18. Like, if you're both having... in high school, that's not as bad as someone being in college and you're like in your first years of high school. Yeah, but I still feel like if you're a senior in high school. Why have you just dated everybody your own age that you had to go to the kids who were like 14 years age and were just like barely in puberty? But they were like destined to be together. Oh, yeah. No, I'm totally bought in on Serena and Darian. Oh, yeah. No no question. Yeah. Don't. I don't want to see her with anyone else. Yeah. But there's a bunch of other like relationships in that. But then, yeah, Buffy, because Buffy doesn't have any kind of destined romance that you so you can't kind of write it off like you do with Sailor Moon. But like Buffy and Angel. I'm not an Angel fan. I never was. I no, me neither. I did the show Angel, but I much preferred him and Cordelia. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm Spike all the way. No, that relationship with Buffy and Spike? 
Oh yeah. Well, it was no. never going to last. No, but it was, it was but, a terrible, oh, abusive relationship. Yeah, percent agreed. Yeah, hundred percent. But I still like them together. Because that's the one that started when she came back from the dead, right? Yeah. Yes. And then that's when she started going out yeah. with him. It started on the musical. Yeah. The kiss at the end. Yeah. And so that's when she started going out with him. I say going out because I don't want to be crass. Um. <laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty blatant. Yeah. 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 It's pretty blatant and they knock a house down. It's Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I mean, like... Love that episode. It's toxic on both of their sides. Because, I mean, for Buffy, she just wants to feel because she's so depressed from being ripped out of heaven. And I don't know what Spike's excuse is. He's Spike. Yeah, he's yeah, got he's soul he's he, soulless. Well, he always him. had something for Buffy though, right? Like he, yeah. you know, he for all Slayers mostly. Like he was just obsessed with Slayers. He just wants what he can't have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like there's a healthy spin on it. You have an obsessive like stalker person who just wants what he can't have and then you have the the manic depressive person and then you're like hey we're a healthy relationship i did not like riley i don't think it was ever branded as a healthy no it wasn't (laughs) definitely not she breaks up with him she does it very nicely for a very unhealthy relationship and he takes it quite well yeah but i mean even willow and tara like their their relationship i never really liked tara i wasn't a big fan of her Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen this show, so I may be misremembering, but she didn't really have a super healthy relationship with Willow either, did no. she? But Tara, they, when you get back into her backstory, like when Amy Adams shows up, who's her cousin, trying to take her back, and she's believed her whole life that she was a demon. Like, she, was, she didn't have a healthy upbringing. So, I mean, Tara really just never stood a chance. Yeah. <clears throat> and like Xander and Anya. <laughs> Like, really, a revenge, a vengeance demon? You thought that would be a good choice for a wife? Sander, he never made good life choices. No. no. Well, I think that it's kind of difficult for a young person to know what a good relationship is. So you kind of get sucked into these really awful drama-filled ones. Mm-hmm. And then you have to wonder how that shapes us. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what, as the audience, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we don't really get examples of... Uh, of healthy relationships but it's always nice to think about it when you're older and just be like oh that's awful and it's good to know that it is mm. it's good yeah. to know like you can you can look at that relationship and then look at like a current relationship and be like well mine's good i guess because it's not that once you realize that boring is good oh yeah but boring doesn't make good tv no it's so true oh yeah i guess it is true yeah yeah boring is yeah. good <laughs> so in, you in have- reality tv is like not boring I yeah, but that's a, a lot of that. Reality TV is scripted still. Or heavily, heavily edited. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's like not real. In reality TV, they're always trying to mess with the timelines as well, too. Because I'll notice the subtle differences in like things like hair and makeup and how something is styled for clothing. And they're trying to make it look like it's all in a certain time period and it's not. Yeah. So they're playing around with that a lot. I see you, Marie Kondo. I don't think that's a reality show though really is it, it? Is. does it count you watched it, it I've seen like two episodes it's oh, like you will cry it's like a home show isn't it like oh, they cry like every episode oh yeah so like for queer eye I'm a more of a queer eye girl if Marie Kondo came here they would really like script it 
and edit it so that you come to this revelation right at the end. And to get out all the Japanese cursing, because she'd be like, what the hell's wrong with you? Why do you have so much stuff? And then and then you can talk about all of your figurines that you have and explain how they bring you joy. They do bring me joy. That's why I have them. But can you imagine, though, because she's so little, and Genevieve, you and I are so tall. I think she's something like four foot eight. Like, we literally have, like, well over a foot on her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. She's so little. Like, I feel like I would just look like a giant next to her. See, this is why I'm like, I really want to go to Japan because Universal Studios opened up a new uh, Sailor Moon theme park back on Sailor Moon. Sorry, Serena. It's okay. <laughs> but I was like, everything's going to be so tiny. Yeah. And I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm. There's countries I'd like to go to because I feel like I might actually somewhat blend in with the locals because most of the places I've traveled, it's very obvious I'm not from there. And Japan would be, I think, just the far extreme for that. Yeah. Yeah. It would be awesome, though. Although when my sister-in-law lived in Korea, she frequently had people coming up to her because she's very fair, and very blonde, and she was mistaken quite often for a Russian prostitute. So just forewarning you, I don't know if that happens in Japan as well, too, but... Well, it would be a way to make money to get home. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, it's expensive to get out there, so. That's my thing. I'm like, I could get to Japan. I don't know if I could get back. I think I'm more just telling you, like, if you get mistaken for that, like, they're not <laughs> trying to be offensive. <laughs> or are they? <laughs> Different uh, mm-hmm. So any other fandoms we want to talk about? More on Buffy? Favorite characters? Silence? Come on, Tracy. Well, there's so many. I know. I was like, we could talk Harry Potter, but... I don't know. Oh, yeah. We know. could talk Harry Potter forever. We <laughs> probably have. Yeah, we probably have. <laughs> but not on this show, so. <laughs> <laughs> like, I heart Hermione Granger. Yeah, man. Here. I've been rereading the books. I have, I'm on the last book, which is the worst book. Um, I just finished book six. Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh. and Hermione in the book is so different from Hermione in the movie. Mm-hmm. She really is. I kind of like, I think I like her more in the books yeah really i don't know it's hard because i like have a huge crush on emma watson so fair yeah but yeah no harry potter we might have to do a separate harry potter podcast that's fair i'm not come up too much on the podcast so yeah well because the guys aren't really into it so mm-hmm. i'll have to invite you guys back again and we'll do a harry potter podcast <laughs> Anybody in the Barry area who wants to be on that podcast, let me know. <laughs> mm. so, so, do we want to talk about, about like more recent fandoms, maybe? Sure. Avengers, perhaps? Ah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah we yes. can talk about the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. And how we all find uh, those movies going. And again, thank goodness for Joss Whedon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. again. Yes. Yep. I mean, I've, I've, I mean, everybody who's listened to this podcast has heard my opinions on all, all of the Marvel movies. So why don't you guys give a shot? What do you guys think? I mean, I love them, but I found them. I did not find them anywhere near as enjoyable until the first Avengers. I think Joss Whedon was just the perfect person to do that. I could not stand Black Widow before that, but the way that he portrayed her with the humor, it just brought everything in that I love from Buffy and that he just consistently does so well. And I think that was a really huge turning point and Disney really owes him a lot for what he did to that franchise because without him taking the helm and doing such a great job there, 
I don't think we'd have what we have today. And I'm so excited. Oh, that opening scene with her being interrogated and she's on the phone and she's like, I'm in the middle of an interrogation. And the mafia is like, what? You're the one tied to a chair. I I love that. Because I mean, we all know Scarlett Johansson is sexy. And we know that no matter what you do with her, she's going to look sexy. She just is not capable of looking like the girl next door. But he took that because that's all you see in the uh, second Iron Man movie. That's Mm -hmm. all you see of her. And we all know she can do that, but he took that to a whole new level. So. Yeah. For me with Black Widow, uh, the, the scenes that I liked were the scenes with her and Hulk, of course, you know, in the first Avengers, like where, you know, she's the one that can bring him back. Like, I think that really showed um, a compassion that, you know, you hadn't seen in Black Widow before, you know, that humanity that you're talking about. Right, so that gives her like more of a multi-dimensional character, exactly. Because she seemed like really flat before that, I guess. Yeah, so, exactly. and the fact that they made such an issue of of showing how scared she was of the Hulk, yeah. mm-hmm. and then having her overcome that to be the one who can bring him back, yeah. like you said, it gives real dimension to her character. Mm-hmm. And I think just the the comedy between her and Hawkeye just really helped that first Avengers movie to really place it, and it really opened up comedy just in superhero movies to a whole new level, and it's really set the bar for consistency. So even though he hasn't been the director or whatever position it is he does, I don't know, I'm not a movie person that way, um, it just has really set the bar for the rest of the movies since then. So what do we think about other, uh, well, let's stick with female characters for now, other female characters in the MCU, because that's going to be a lot shorter list. Um, did you guys all see Ant-Man and the Wasp? Mm-hmm. Yes. What did you guys yeah. think about uh, Evangeline Lilly as the Wasp? I quite liked her. I, I liked mean, her sass. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's great um, in those movies, so. For me, it wasn't, like, I don't mind the Wasp. I don't love her. I don't dislike her. She's just there. But I really liked in Ant-Man and the Wasp was the character of the ghost. Again, it was mm-hmm. kind of like the villain who's not really a villain, but mm-hmm. again is, a, I don't want to say a victim, but she, her circumstances have required her to kind of take on this role, whether mm-hmm. she wanted to or not, right? So yeah, I, it's a, it becomes a survival as opposed to any kind of like uh, maleficent type of yeah. emotion. Yeah. Yeah, which I think is important because anytime you can do that with a villain give them that, that dimension as you were saying it's like it's really good because you, know? you like want to feel bad for her but then mm. at the same time she's going about it all wrong exactly yeah. or is she no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i always have like a thing for like slightly evil characters who have a philosophy because i'm always like oh i totally get that philosophy now that you've explained it on screen oh so you're with thanos <laughs> i am um I think he's just trying really hard to achieve something that he thinks is right. And that makes him crazy. But at least he believes in it. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> and he said it set some goals. He Follow said, your passions. I know. Well, okay, so for me, I, I really love a person who can set some goals and achieve them. Right? <laughs> Yeah, he certainly did that with the snap of his fingers. But the other thing about Thanos that I really liked was that he 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 was re- he was such a good he was a well rounded character for a villain, and he was reluctant to do what he had to do. Like you could tell in the way he was talking and describing, and he's like, "I have to do it. I'm the only one who can. I don't want to, but it's the only way to save the universe." In his mind, right? And I really liked that he had it made him much more of a sympathetic villain, which I enjoyed. For sure. Like, and it's also like he isn't 
directly benefiting from it. He's trying to help mm-hmm. all of humanity. So, I mean, that sounds like a good cause. Yeah. You know, just like you said, he's just going about it the wrong way, maybe. Maybe. Well, I, it's well, debatable. Well, okay, so the snap of his fingers thing, I think, is definitely a lot more humane than what he was doing before, which was going to planets, cutting them in, in their populations in half, and then just wiping them out. Yeah, less murder. Less well, murder. Well... Less that's, painful that's murder. violent murder. More civilized yeah. murder. It's like, oh, I don't feel very well, Mr. I'm Iron Man. Oh my god! The trunks of cars earlier. I'm getting a little concerned with this one. Yeah, I know. You got to keep your eye on Tracy. <laughs> I mean, again, don't announce your plans, <laughs> or maybe do, because that's what all the villains seem to do, right? Because they want to be able to. Like, it's nice when you can set some goals, and then you can tell, you can be like, oh, look, I've achieved them. Yeah, but I mean, like, whether that's like murder or <laughs> decimation, whatever. <laughs> I have a clear business plan. Yeah. yeah, no, I I love business plans. <laughs> I feel like he read. Um, oh gosh, why can I not think? But I feel like he's just up to date as Rachel Hollis. <laughs> as all the guys in the podcast are listening to this podcast are just like, and my wife is reading that. <laughs> Never heard of it. Yep. Wash um, your face. Yes, that was what I was looking for. Girl, wash your face. <laughs> so other uh, characters in the MCU. Um, I'm trying to think of all the female characters. I one of my favorites is definitely Shuri from Black Panther. She's amazing. She is. Can we just talk about how great Black Panther is? The oh, fact of course. That you have such amazingly strong female characters that are strong in completely different ways was just yes. amazing. Like, I really felt like all those females overshadowed I, 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 Black Panther himself. I can't remember any of their names except for Shuri. I really can't either. It's just terrible. Um, I love um, Danae Gawara's character. She's yeah. amazing. Like, when she whips off the wig and she's complaining about how uncomfortable it is, she's just awesome. I love her. Oh, yeah. All of the characters. I love how they, they did. Like, even um, uh, the queen. Mm-hmm. She was such a strong, oh yeah. (laughs) She's the queen. She's just like powerful. Like you look at her and you're like, damn. Uh, She's just like powerful just to look at. She embodied a queen very much. Yes. She was so composed. And uh, are you looking up the names of uh, all the characters? Yes. Okay, good. Thank you. Okay, so there's Black (laughs) Panther. Yes. And then there's the um, Lupita. She plays Nakia. Yes. Okay. Yep. And then, the quote-unquote love interest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I really liked her character too, mm-hmm. because yeah. she wants to achieve things, and even though she really um, cares for Black Panther in a romantic way, she's like, "But I got to put myself and my goals mm-hmm. first. Yeah, which I totally get. And you know, I she has that. a plan, and I really love people with a plan. <laughs> and I love the opening when we, we first meet her in that movie. The opening scene where she's like mad at him. Because she's just like, you're screwing up my plan. I'm here to rescue all these women. What the hell are you doing here? And he's the one that gets starstruck and frozen. And then they all make fun of him. Because usually that's a good gender reversal. Because usually it's the woman who is like, oh, my God, it's a handsome man. I can't do anything. <laughs> so that was definitely not the movie. I mean, the fact that uh, T'Challa, that like all of his warriors were females. And yes. They were yeah. All just super powerful. Like he was nothing without the women in his life. Yeah. Definitely. And, he, and they're the ones who saved his ass. They were. And they he, were. He was dead. <laughs> they well, saved his ass. For now. Yeah. We'll see. 
Uh, what are the other characters? Um, I'm just trying to... Okoye? Okoye, yeah. Yeah, okay. like, oh, definitely she's 100% my favorite. Yeah. She's just so badass. In the whole oh movie. my God, yeah. Yeah. And she's she's got such a great sense of humor, too. She's so she does. funny. It's like the very straight face, but she's making a joke, and you're like, are you joking? Yeah, you're joking. Are you? All I wanted was Starbucks. Was it, What was that? That was her quote. Yeah, yeah. When you when we talked about opening up the borders, I'll, I thought of maybe we could open a Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I love Black Panther. I could watch that movie on repeat. Mm-hmm. I admit, like when my original review of it, I was underwhelmed when I first saw it, but upon seeing it more, like seeing it multiple times, it's definitely one that I've grown to like a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was simply because it's so different from the other Marvel movies at that, like when it first came out, which seems like a long time ago, but it was really just like last year, mm, yeah. uh, th- that it was so different that it, my brain was like, whoa, that's not what I'm yeah. expecting. And so I didn't really think of it as highly, but after watching it a couple times. I really wanted to love Captain Marvel, but I feel very similar to Brent on it. I just, I don't. There's just, ugh, Brie Larson's such a talented actress, and I really wanted to love the character, but... It was a good movie. I enjoyed it, but it just didn't do for me what I wanted it to. Did you see it yet, Tracy? No. Okay, so. I agree with Karina on this one. Yeah. Yeah, it was just kind of like, I felt, and maybe with multiple viewings, I'll feel differently, but like you with Black Panther, I felt underwhelmed. I was like, I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I was just like, oh, like that, that's it. That's all we got. Like I wanted her to kick more butt or something like yeah well, she'll probably in the character. next movie maybe maybe i think it's, so it's sad that it maybe it's just like the introduction to her and then she'll get better in the yeah and then the music I, was great though movie? oh was. god the, the music, music was, was awesome amazing i will say that i did like that there was no love interest for her i really appreciate that about the story not saying that i don't love that about wonder woman that's a whole separate discussion i'm sure we'll get to but I really appreciated that that was not what drove the story because I feel like for so many female characters, they don't have an identity other than their love interest. Yeah. It just wasn't something that factored in for her, which was really nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can get into Wonder Woman now because I think sure. c- comparing mm-hmm. DC's Wonder Woman to Marvel's Captain America is what a lot of people are going to be doing now because mm-hmm. they are the standalone female superhero movies. And Wonder Woman was amazing. Wonder and was so good. <laughs> what you were saying about Wonder Woman having a love interest... I think that the whole point of her character arc where mm-hmm. she got to the end where she's fighting Ares, yeah. it was a very like anime moment for me because her power comes mm-hmm. from love. And it's a little different because it's not what it's what's driving the story, but it's not what's driving her story. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not just her love for uh, Chris Pine's character. It's her love for her sisters. Mm-hmm. It's her love for the human race. It's her love for everything that just gives her these phenomenal powers. And I really liked that because I'm, I'm the reason I love Squirrel Girl so much is that I'm, I'm a firm believer in violence isn't necessarily the answer to all your mm-hmm. problems. But I mean, so that's so strange because she ends up being like a violent character. Yeah. Um, also, but only when she needs to be. I know yeah. only when she it's needs to be. It's not her first resort. No. Yeah. But it's strange because this superpower of love is never really associated with men. It's always women. So yeah. like Sailor Moon, going back to Sailor Moon, yeah. they're yeah. you know, they're about love and justice, right? And so that's their superpower. Or if we're going to go to like something Disney like Frozen, you know, it's the sisters' it's the love sisters. that that um is what breaks the spell at the end. Um and you don't see 
men using that as a as a superpower or it's even a like it's a weakness for them um wh- or even in harry potter when um lily saves harry he's invincible because of love the love yeah. from his mother but it's his mother who did that not his father exactly mm-hmm. yeah no that's a good point but um i still think it's pretty cool yeah yeah it's interesting how and I think that's probably why when I say that violence isn't the answer, it's because the superpowers that are given to male characters are more anger and mm-hmm. strength and, well, like physical strength and like something that comes from that side, like of a more of a rage, anger and when, side. And when we give it to a female character, we have to refer to her as a witch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Scarlet Witch. Don't love her name. I no. know. It's such an awful name, but, and I wish I would see more of her in some of the movies. Cause mm-hmm. She plays like such a small role, but she has immense powers. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing. This is going to tie into Aquaman because that's my beef with Aquaman, but they give female characters mm-hmm. really immense power and then they don't let them use it. Oh, like in real life? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's totally real life. <laughs> so it's... And that really bugs me. Like, again, this is going to go into the Aquaman movie because I'm like, yeah. Mira in Aquaman is fucking awesome. She yes. is badass. She mm-hmm. can... So Nicole Kidman. Yeah, they yeah. are both warriors. Mira can... She's diplomatic. She's a much better ruler than any of the men. She can manipulate water. She can do all sorts of cool stuff. And then at the, the, it still bugs me. The very end of the movie, the two women are like, we need to sit here on this beach while the big strong man goes mm-hmm. and saves the world. Yeah, the man who didn't even know what he was doing when we've been trained Who for doesn't years even want it. Beer. Yeah, and he doesn't even want He's it. relatable. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, so Aquaman defeats the Kraken by talking to it. Fair enough. He talks to fish. That's his superpower. It needs water to breathe. Mara can just make the water go away. Mm. And the fact that his mom survived going up against it so many times, like, she was going to get that. Yeah. And, oh, uh, yeah. So that really bugged me. Like, and then the, the the whole scene in Aquaman where they're fighting on land and all of the other mermen are in those suits that are full of water. I'm like, why are you running from them? Just drain the suit. Yeah. You can control you can water. Mm-hmm. They are dead. <laughs> I hated Aquaman. Yeah. It was literally just one of my least favorite DC movies. I think I probably would have liked Aquaman had it come out in 2002 and we hadn't had that whole new standard. Thank you again, Joss Whedon. Uh, set by him with Avengers. I think I would have enjoyed it then. You know, in 2002, when we were just getting Spider-Man and everything was just misogynistic and that was all that was about and that was all we had access to. But now we've done so much better and I'm sorry, DC, but after Wonder Woman, you can do better and Aquaman was not it. They just tried too hard. Like, there were too many jokes. They they didn't try hard enough, I think. Well, they had Jason Momoa trying to crack jokes, but, you know, he's not The Rock. He can't pull it off. He's beautiful. He's absolutely (laughs) beautiful. He looked great. But he just couldn't pull it off. Mm-hmm. So it's just let him be him. There's a reason that we go see The Rock and everything he does. He's the exact same character. It's because he's just him and he does it well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he knows it. And so he plays to those strengths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why he does it so well. But yeah. I'm, mm, I know. The more I think about it, the more angry I get. Yeah. <laughs> but it's I just, it's so man. hard to not like it because Mira is such a cool character. Really? I think she is. Like, because she has, like, so many powers, right? It's just she wasn't really used. And I was not happy with Amber Heard casting it. I'm like, really? You could have got anybody else to play Mira. Anybody. I think it was more just a budget thing for Aquaman. Because even watching Shazam last night, 
it was very much was like who could we afford to cast i don't think they had the highest budget and that just wasn't where the money was going and amber heard's not expensive from what i yeah we're not going to get into shazam because we're yeah. the only two who have seen it yeah. <laughs> but you guys need to see it it was great <laughs> We'll have our first good. Yeah, we're going to have a a, a spoilerific review of it uh, next episode, I think. Actually, I don't know. This one might come out after that. Um, Brent's going to figure out when these episodes are coming out. Mm. I mean, this one isn't really tied to anything that's coming out at a certain time. Other than the fact that we've referenced Endgame a few times, which comes out in a month. Oh, I'm so excited. Exciting. Oh, I really want Ant-Man to be the one that saves everybody. I know. Because Ant-Man is the like underrated character. But he's definitely one of my favorites. The Ant- I think Ant-Man is probably my favorite Marvel movie because I love a funny heist movie and it was great. It was. I was yeah. not the least bit excited to see Ant-Man and was so pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. I am not going to make the mistake, though, for Endgame that I did with Captain Marvel where I never get to go out and I actually splurged and got the VIP seats. They were lovely, but they were too comfy. <laughs> did you fall asleep? I did not, <laughs> but I was really fighting it. And it didn't help that they serve alcohol in there so I got a glass of wine as well too just because I could I don't know why this felt rebellious I've never been able to buy alcohol lately for 20 years um, but, <laughs> but to, I had to, to drink so. it in a movie theater and I didn't have to sneak it in mm-hmm. yeah that's different <laughs> so, um, so I won't do that again I'll sit in the regular one or mm-hmm. I just won't get alcohol yeah I mean, we splurge for the AVX seats, but that's more for like laziness point of view where we just want to walk in right before the movie starts and have and, a seat. And that was it. It was yeah. because we were going. And we can pre-buy I, them, which is awesome. I, I paid for a babysitter, so I was going to have a good seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, Captain Marvel, I really enjoyed it when I watched it, but it's it's kind of like the reverse Black Panther. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, you guys have a point. There was a lot of stuff that I was like, meh. But I mean, the cat's my favorite character. <laughs> enjoyed captain marvel but it just it just didn't do it as well as wonder woman did it didn't i know i was a little disappointed about that too um because wonder woman really got the whole female lead right Mm -hmm. which is surprising yeah whereas (laughs) captain marvel is still almost second fiddle to nick fury Mm -hmm. yeah who was still awesome in it like i enjoyed that but the whole point is that the movie is about captain marvel she shouldn't be playing second fiddle to anybody. Exactly. Yeah. Now, is, it, is it, do you think, her backstory that made it more difficult for, like, I mean, granted, Diana's story about being the only, like, an Amazonian princess is pretty uh, fantastic, like, but do you think it was harder because it dealt with alien space and I mean, All I that. love Captain Marvel's backstory. Yeah. I love that she and her partner were just like, this is the opportunity we get to fly. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure like any female in our generation can relate to like, oh, you know, sometimes you just have to take what you can get. And she really was going for that. Like that part of the character I really enjoyed. Yeah. yeah I, like I enjoyed the humanity of her, like the backstory mm-hmm. of that. I just thought like when the movie opened, the confusion, there was... Uh, you've mm-hmm. been seen it, so sorry, Tracy. But there's like this confusing bit, and I was just like, "What's going on?" I I couldn't make sense of it, which is, I guess, kind of what they were going for. But yeah. Then I was like, "Why am I investing in this?" Was also became my mindset. Like, oh, see, I felt the trailers. They really like they showed the images of her sitting in the jets. Mm-hmm. So see, for I, me, that was always very obvious. Like, yeah, I didn't see the trailers, so maybe oh, that's okay. why. Okay, maybe that's part of it. Because the trailers, yeah. like, they showed her sitting in the jet, and it's clearly her. They show her, like, giving the thumbs up to her partner. Yeah. Like, it's, and you know what, if you watch, just watched even one of the trailers, mm-hmm. what her background was, and that she's the same person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So any other comments about the Marvel Universe or the DC Universe we want to make? We're at about 44 minutes now, but we can keep going. <laughs> do you cut that part out? Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I don't do the editing. <laughs> I know I would appreciate it if I was listening to a long podcast and every once in a while they told me how long it was because then I would have an idea of how long was left, mm-hmm. especially while I'm driving. Do we want to do that recommendations part? Or oh, the geek picks? Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. I kind of want to do the uh, Mary fuck kill thing we were talking about, yes. about the Chris's. Yes, I think we need to do that. <laughs> Although I think instead of kill, I'm going to do friend. Like which one would be your buddy as opposed to a partner of any kind? Fair. Fuck or otherwise. Okay, so which Chris's <laughs> do we have? We have Chris Pratt. We yeah. have Chris Pine. We have Chris Evans. Chris Helmsworth. Chris Helmsworth, yes. Mm. So we got four. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about Chris Evans. Crap. I know. I like Chris Evans. I don't know if just, I like... Yeah, Chris Evans all the way. Sorry, guys. Yeah. He wins everything for me. He would be all three of them? Okay, I can't pick all three. You have to... He Would oh. Would he be Mary, fuck, or buddy? Mary, of course. Okay. Yeah. So who would be your fuck buddy? Uh, okay, we've got Hemsworth Pine. Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> but Hemsworth is so funny. He is. Like, he's just so pretty, they never let him do comedy. But he's so funny. He's amazing. I love him in comedic roles. I'm really looking forward to the Men in Black International. Really? But yeah, Ghostbuster, cool. he's great. And oh, he's the, great in um, Ghostbuster. The, the vacation movie he's in, horrible movie, but like Chris Hemsworth is phenomenal in it with the comedy. Yeah, like, he's he really funny. Comedy. Why don't we let him do it more just because he's pretty? We were talking about that about Ryan Reynolds too, about how Ryan Reynolds is so pretty. They wouldn't let him do anything other than like romantic leads because he was also super hot. But then he did Deadpool and now everybody's like, holy crap, he's funny. That's and now he gets to do funny stuff. Yeah, because he got to be hideous in that movie. Yeah. And so people just like stopped looking at him like a piece of meat and well, actually that, listened to him. That and, you know, he's completely covered, right? So, mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Stop looking at him like I a mean, piece of meat. Anyone who saw Waiting knew he was hilarious. Exactly. <laughs> or even yeah. going, we were talking about this in the movie theater, even going way back to his first, well, I think it's his first role of Two Guys, A Girl, in a Pizza Place. He was yeah. funny in that. He randomly popped up in like a first or second season episode of the X-Files and he did not look like the Ryan Reynolds that we know now. <laughs> really? He was a very young. He was almost kind of like, like oh. I wouldn't yeah. even say I don't like to necessarily use this, but he was um, not quite as felt oh. uh, as he is now. I yeah. he was just uh, a little bit just younger. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got Chris Evans for you for Mary. Mm-hmm. We got Chris Helmsworth for fuck. Oh, yeah. All right, and so who would be your buddy? My buddy. Oh wait, that might. Hang on, that might be Hemsworth because you know he's hilarious, and I could, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Pass. Go somebody else. <laughs> okay. Serena needs to think about this. Tracy, do you know who your three would be? I don't know. <laughs> okay, talk us through it. Quiet on a podcast is never good. I know. Right? <laughs> well, I'm just trying to hold on. Let me write down what were the Okay, options? she's got to make a pros and cons list. <laughs> I do. There's Pine, Evans, Helmsworth, Pratt, and Pratt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the four Chris's of the I apocalypse. Know, I feel like Pratt's probably like either you don't have him or he's just your friend. Mm hmm. <laughs> Hemsworth's definitely got to be in there somewhere. Mm hmm. Um,. I don't know. I think my friend would be Pine because I don't know much about him. So I feel like, you know, if he was my friend, I'd have a lot chance to get to know him really well. Aw, that's such a Serena answer. I love it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's pretty true. 
I don't know. I haven't been a fan of Pratt since he broke up with Anna Ferris. I'm pretty sure she broke up with him. They've never said it, but They've I'm never pretty said sure it. it's her. Yeah. Because they were just such a cute couple, so I don't really like them anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, he could be the one off your list, so yeah. that's fine. Okay. So that leaves you with three. So who's your mm-hmm. Mary? You know what? Um, maybe... You can pick the same ones as Serena. This is not real. Yeah, I know. I think, I, I, think I, I like Serena's reasoning for being friends with Pine because I don't know too much about him. But it'd be a great opportunity to get to know him. <laughs> so who's your Mary? Um, Evans. Okay. Yeah. And then your fuck is Helmsworth? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go a little different. I want, I'll take uh, Hemsworth. For Mary, because I think he's just hilarious, and when you see him in interviews, do you he's really so want him fun. to be like the dirty thirds? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> once you two are those are the ideas that once you two are done with him, Karina can have him. <laughs> as long as he's settling. <laughs> you know this isn't real, right, Tracy? <laughs> I'm like I'm already married. They're you, not baby. listening. <laughs> I love you, Craig. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'll uh, I'll marry Hemsworth. You know, if he uh, is available and I'm available. Um, <laughs> uh, I think for friend, even though he's really gorgeous, uh, I think I would probably take Evans, just because he seems so intelligent. He seems like a really fun guy to get to know. Like I think he'd make like a really good like best friend. And what was the last one? The one I just want to... Your buddy. Like your friend. No, no, no you did that. Friend. Oh, Evans, fuck so... buddy. Yeah. The one you just want to... Yeah. Yeah, I'll take time for that. <laughs> <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> Is that a little weird, though? Because I remember going to see the first Star Trek movie with you, Genevieve, and saying, like, I kind of feel like the female Kirk, and you agreeing. So would that be kind of weird to say that? It would no. give you something to talk about after. <laughs> or during. True. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you'd be fun. So, yeah. You could both yell, "Call me Kirk." <laughs> I mean, I have—I slept with Kirk shirt. <laughs> there you go. I worn it to Comic Con. It still fits somehow, like seventeen years later. <laughs> it's very stretchy. <laughs> okay, so who would mine be? Um, I think I would marry Helmsworth too, because I think he would be a good partner. Because um, yeah, he's funny and and yeah, he does seem like a really good like dad. Mm-hmm. You and know, a really good wife. Yeah, yeah. Like they are cute together. Yeah. yeah, but this is fictitious, so we'll forget about the wife. Um, <laughs> I don't want anything to happen to her. I love her. No, too. of course yeah. not. Of course not. And she's awesome and fast and furious. <laughs> this is why we took out the kill part. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, that would be their wives. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, I like her. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, we could also do this with Ryan's at a different podcast. Um, so, so my Mary would be Helmsworth. Um, I probably Evans for my fuck. Cause, uh, yeah. yeah. Especially if he still has that Captain America body. <laughs> He's like always in shape too. Yeah. yeah. And I think I would really like Chris Pratt as my buddy. Cause I mean, I'm following him on Instagram and. You just like him because he has goats. He yeah. has goats and sheep. I could go play on his farm. It'd yeah. be awesome. I feel like that would be a really great perk for you since you're not allowed to own your own. No. And I could bring one or two, one or both of the other Chris's at separate times. And, you know, there's a barn. <laughs> <laughs> roll, roll, roll in the hay. He seem to have a genuinely good time with his new fiance. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I mean, I, he's he seems to me to be really laid back and kind of like chill. And I mean, I like that in a in a friend. So it's like you know, he'd be like a good guy to just kind of hang out with. I feel like he was more laid back and chill when he was smoking pot and eating Doritos all the time. But other than the pot, I'd be okay with that. Like really more intense than he mm. used to be. But again, that could be the lack of smoking pot. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I feel like that was the deciding factor between him, him and Anna Ferris because she is just very much still into that. And mm-hmm. I don't think that will ever change. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that's our fun game. What, what Ryan's would we do it with besides Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling? We don't have to do it at this right now, but I'm just wondering what Ryans? we I mean, need. I feel How like many those, other Ryans are there? We need a couple more Ryans. More Ryans than that? I mean, they're both pretty spectacular and Canadian. Is yes. there anybody who has a last name Ryan? Because that could also be. Only Meg Ryan. That's the only person I can think yeah. of. Okay. Well, we all know what category she's falling under. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Dennis Quaid seems like a lovely person. <laughs> you get rid of him like that? <laughs> Are Russell you? No I, I googled famous so... Ryan's and there's Ryan Felipe. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, Ryan Felipe. Ra- Ryan Eggold. I don't know who that is. I, I don't, I've never heard of him either. Sure. But he comes up after Reynolds. So, according to IMDb, famous Ryan's first r- famous Ryan is Ryan Gosling. Woo. Mm-hmm. Ryan Felipe. Ryan Reynolds, which I'm so surprised he's third. Yeah. Me too. Ryan Eggold, and he's um, a composer. Um, and then there's Ryan Quantin, and he's an oh, actor okay. in True Blood. Yeah. I don't know too much about him. And then. Oh, is that um, Stackhouse? Was that Jason Stackhouse? I don't remember. I, I yeah. barely watched the first season of True Blood. Couldn't say yeah. I was really into it, but I do remember him in it. He yeah. was in the brother. Yeah, yeah. He was the. Yeah. I he think I only watched shows. like two episodes of that show, if any. He was no Ryan Reynolds, though. So yeah, basically, was... any other Ryan can't hold a candle to the other two. Or yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Well, I mean, there's three of them. So Ryan Felipe. Yeah. Well, I guess we only need well, three. Last yeah. Time he had work. <laughs> I don't know, like the '90s. I mean, it's like I feel like Reese Witherspoon. You know, she made some good calls there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, when we look at his most known four movies again on IMDb, it's Cruel Intentions. And I know what you did last summer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because those are stellar movies. Mm-hmm. And then apparently he was in a TV series recently called Shooter, an American television series. I don't know that and one. And that was in 2007? So that's not even that recent. Are there any Brian's we can include on the list? <laughs> the Brian Ryan list? The Brian Ryan list. <laughs> can you think of any famous Brian's? I've for like Brian Austin Green. That's the first one that pops into my head. That might be in the kill category. Brian Cranston. <laughs> okay, he, I would be friends with him. He's a pretty cool I'd guy. I'd put him yeah. on my list. Yeah. I yeah. could go there. You could, you know. I mean, not the Malcolm in the Middle years, but... Maybe if we do a sequel to this podcast, we could just have like a bunch of lists and just sort them. <laughs> I'm sure that's thrilling listening for our listeners. Exactly. I think so, because then you get to hear a little bit about why we're choosing each character. Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Brian Adams. Oh yeah, that works for me. <laughs> oh, he's still yeah. got it. Not a lot, not a lot of famous Bryans. <laughs> and I spelled it both B R Y A N and also B R I A N. Oh well, we did the famous Chris's. Um, so yeah, I didn't ask you guys to prepare geek picks. Could you? Do you have any? Do you want to do that? I have two. You have two. I don't. I guess good. It'll give me time to think of one. Uh. <laughs> I, I always feel like do Tracy this. Came prepared. Geek picks. Do you have any geek picks, Serena? <laughs> I can think of something. 
if you start over I'll there. I'll start. Yeah, because like Tracy, it was your idea. You don't have one. I, I mean, I could think of one. I have to like think about what I'm doing these days. <laughs> <laughs> what am I recommending? You know, looking working on her goals right now. Um, <laughs> she's know. busy reading her Rachel Hollis books. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, do you have a geek pick, Karina? Sure. So I have two. They're both on Netflix because I lead a super jam-packed life and don't have time for anything other than Netflix when I do have time. Uh, so the first one is a documentary on Netflix called Beyond the Line. It's about flat earthers, and it's scary to watch. Ooh. But it's also amazing to watch because they do manage to bring in science, and it's really funny because the flat earthers think that if they can just go and do all these scientific experiments that they can prove that the earth is flat so we all know that those backfire so it was uh it was really scary i'm still positive that the main guy that they're looking at that he's just an attention seeker and doesn't actually believe any of it but if you have two hours to spare and uh free night i would highly recommend that it's on netflix uh and then the other one is one of my favorite tv shows right now came back voa i loved the first season it just was phenomenal i don't even know how to explain it if you'd like black mirror it might be up your alley it's weird and creepy and falls under lots of different categories but it's just so well done i'm just so impressed with Britt marling and what she's come up with um if you liked high origins which is the movie she's in you'll enjoy it but the second season just came out and i watched all of it on friday thank you for that vacation day work <laughs> awesome Tracy, um, did you think of any or should we yeah, go to Serena? No, yeah, I guess I thought. Of, so uh, I just started watching the second season of American Gods. Oh, um, yeah, I got to watch that. Is, like um, really weird and crazy. So um, I'm obsessed with Neil Gaiman because he's like the best. He is the best. He is the best and he loves libraries. Um, so that that's like really helpful as well. So to gear up um, to watch... Um, American Gods, which is the second season that just started. I also read um, The Ocean at the End of the Lane. Oh, that's a good one. And it just really reminded me about like how he writes just like about really crazy imaginative things. Um, and then you're like, uh, I don't understand, but I do understand, right? Because it just gets your imagination going. And it's really interesting how they've played that, um, that sort of fictional what do you call it like fictional religious or like supernatural theme on the screen with american gods um because you're watching it and you're just like i don't quite get it but i do kind of get it um it's really magical yeah i I really enjoyed the first season i'm looking forward to the second one yeah that's probably gonna be a binge for me is good omens out yet when is that no but i'm so excited for that that's my favorite book of all time that's why i've got prime the whole i recently re well re-listened to that book and i'm so excited for the show yeah looks good Right. Serena, do you have a geek pick? I have a book, which is kind of crazy for this podcast. Hey, I, I recommend know. books. Well, I recommended a book and a show on both my... Okay. Anyways. I wasn't really... Clearly, I wasn't <laughs> listening. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, I also don't listen very much um, when I'm on the show. <laughs> the Seven Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle is the book title. The author is by uh, some guy named Stuart. I can't remember your last name, Stuart, if you're listening, which you're probably not. But anyway, um, it is an amazing book that takes place if... Um, in a old English manner, so think of like Agatha Christie or Downton Abbey if you're, you know, modern, and combine that with like the Doctor Who sci-fi slash Groundhog Day sort of a thing. So the idea is there's this murder that's happened in this old, you know, manner, and um, 
they have to try and figure some the main character that you come into has to try and figure out who done it but here's the key he wakes up every day in a different body and he has to play the day all over again and he only remembers certain things from the day before so he has to try and piece it all together i don't know how the author wrote this book but it is by far one of the coolest reads i've read this year so that's my pick i think i might give that a shot actually mm-hmm. that sounds really cool it's like it blew my mind and you know like because yeah i can't even nope can't say because it it's going to give something away I always find that very difficult when I'm trying to like really recommend a book or something that I'm like, but I don't want to tell you the whole plot because I want you to discover it. But I kind of want to tell you the plot because it's so cool and exciting. Yeah. So just make them read it and then discuss. So usually I'm like, just trust me and read it. It's good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Okay. My geek pick, uh, I'm going to go back to Toronto Con, uh, Toronto Comic Con and recommend another artist that I saw there. Uh, so they are called Rari and Poli, so R-A-W-R-Y and Poli, P-O-H-L-Y. Uh, you can find them on Etsy or on Facebook, uh, and they do uh, absolutely adorable um, art. So it's kind of uh, derpy-looking art. It's um, a very distinct style. Um and they do a lot of pop culture type things like Pokemon, uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Um, I don't know. I saw a couple of other things too, like Overwatch is a big one now, Link, that kind of stuff. So uh, it's a very distinct, very cutesy kind of art style. See, I'm showing Tracy a picture. <laughs> oh, it's very cute. Yeah. It's very simple. It's very That's simple. Um, yeah. And like simple colors, simple lines, but absolutely adorable so i would really they they did a a toothless print or not a print uh, a painting uh, at toronto comic-con that i really wanted to get but um because it is such it was painted on a canvas and it's such nice art obviously it's got a nice price tag on it so i couldn't get it but um i took a picture of it (laughs) i think it's really important to like support the artists yeah and one of the things I love about going to these cons I mentioned when we talked about uh, Toronto Comic Con in a previous episode is that I love going to Artist Alley specifically to uh, look at some of these gorgeous arts. And I, if I'm going to spend money there, I love to spend it in Artist Alley and buy something that's unique and buy something that's supporting local artists. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are like, that's so expensive. You know, I can buy a poster like that for five bucks. Why are you charging 50 and it's because it's not mass produced. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, too, I mean, you think about like the celebrities, right? Like, Rih- let's say Rihanna's got her own lipstick or something, right? You're going to yeah. spend that $50 on Rihanna's lipstick. Why not spend it on somebody local, you mm-hmm. know, in your community? Yeah. And again, that make more sense? a lot of the artists, it's all handmade. So, I mean, you have to, in addition to the, the artist paying for the materials, you have to also consider the time that they're putting into it. And I get a lot of that when people are asking me, because I knit, they're like, well, why don't you sell the stuff that you knit? And I was like, well, I, well, first of all, I don't want to turn a hobby into a business because I do it to relax. But secondly, it's like, well, I would have to charge so much to cover the cost of the yarn and the cost of my time that I don't really think a lot of people would end up buying it. So anyway... That's my geek pick. Um, I really like to try to support the local artists when we go to cons. And one of these days, I'm going to buy that one. (laughs) I'll just say, though, if you are an artist, please put your marketing and where you can be reached on the back. Because I bought some beautiful artwork uh, for a print for my little guy Riker's room at Kitchener Comic Con. 
and it's just gorgeous. And the uh, gentleman who did them had magnets and all these beautiful prints of all these pictures he'd done that were like uh, different cats. He had so many. And the bag that it came in didn't have any marketing. There's nothing on the back. And I just, you know, was in a rush and watching a toddler and didn't get the information for it. Now I can tell you who did it. Mm. And I would love to get more. You might be able, you may, maybe you'll see him at a con in the future and you'll be like, oh, it's that guy. Possibly, hopefully. Yeah. I'll have to look at it. I might have to creep their Facebook page and see if I can find something there, but it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. All right. Any other final thoughts for our True North Nerds girls takeover? Because Brent's sneaking back here now. Hey, no boys allowed. Go no, away. If you were wrapping up, I just want to make sure the file saves. No boys allowed. <laughs> <laughs> you say that now. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. And uh, for Karina and Tracy and Serena, I'm Jen. And this has been a special girls takeover of True North Thirds. So we will see you next time. Set your phasers to sexy. You've been listening to True North Nerds. You can find all of our episodes uh, anywhere you can find regular podcasts. So that includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, a whole bunch of different places. If you're looking for us on social media, you can find us under True North Nerds on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. And now you can find us at truenorthnerds.com. For all of our home, for everything else that we do, go to truenorthnerds.com. Thank you for listening, and good luck. So set your phasers to sexy.